we live in the data-driven world and data has impact in our everyday life. In, in today's competitive world, right, the companies who are able to get a great insight from their data potential in the shorter period of time, uh, they will be in the market game. It is that simple. This is chair, place where we discuss innovations. You know that awful feeling when you're running out of storage in your cell phone? Well, in the last two decades alone, we amassed more than 59 zettabytes of data. That's, let me see this correctly, that's 125 million years of friends, which is also my favorite TV show. Uh, The problem at hand is how to properly and ethically use this data in order to stay ahead of the competition. So, we will try to answer this question today with help of our guest, Bojan Cirić. Uh, Bojan is a senior leader in Deloitte, New York, uh, and he's a part of analytics and cognitive team. Uh, in his spare time, uh, he's a passionate cook who dreams of becoming a chef. So, Bojan, welcome, pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, thank you for having me. So. We are going to talk about data today, and obviously humans are gathering data for a long time now, since uh, humanity started. But how this has changed uh, uh, in this digital era that we are living right now? Uh, Thank you, Nemanja. I think this is a great question, uh, and it's a very interesting uh, subject. Uh, We we live in the data-driven world, and data has impact in our everyday life. But what does that mean, right? So, let's look at a few examples. So, if you look at Facebook, Facebook is the most popular media, media company, but owns no content. If you look at another big company like Uber, it's the uh, 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 world's lar- largest taxi uh, provider, but they own no vehicle, right? If you look at uh, Airbnb, which is the world's largest uh, accommodation provider, uh, owns no um, uh, real estate. And finally, we look at uh, Alibaba, which is one of the most valuable retailer, owns no inventory. So if you look at this, all these companies are technology, technology and data companies. On the other side, uh, the data uh, is rapidly changing. So you just mentioned one great example about the volume of data that every few years we actually we have the double of capacity of data that we are creating, processing, using and so on. But there are other aspects of, of data, let's say the um, let's say the uh, uh, variety, right? At the beginning of the data journey, we were able to process, manage, and use only structured data. But now we have semi-structured, we have unstructured data, we are processing images, we are processing videos, we are processing voice. You have the situation that uh, when you're talking with a customer representative um, of the, some, some company complaining about their products or something, we have the analysis on the real time of this information and the customer representative gets the valuable insight how to manage and drive that conversation. That gives another aspect of data when we talk about the velocity, right? That in the real time, we, we process, we manage data and we provide a valuable insight. So in general, uh, this is uh, 
we uh, making decisions every day. We making personal decisions. We make business decisions, and the instrumental for these decisions is the data, or actually the insights that we can get uh, from this data. The better insight, the better decision will be. And uh, in in today's competitive world, right, the companies who are able to get a great insight from their data potential in the shorter period of time. Uh, they will be in the market game. It is that simple. So you mentioned some of the companies there, and uh, obviously, uh, uh, if uh, company is not leveraging the, the data, there it's it's going to be destroyed by the market, right? It's not going to succeed. Um, can you share with me? I'm sure that based on your experience, you have a great stories. Of, of data usage and uh, can you share with me some uh, good examples of how some companies uh, uh, use data to improve and uh, improve business and after that uh, uh, basically kill all the competition with it yeah so so uh, for instance I mentioned the, these companies right obviously everybody know, knows them but there are some other areas uh, right so for instance one good example is uh, uh, John Deere, company John Deere is uh, one of the world's largest provider of the uh, farm equipment, right? And they are well known for the decades for, for, uh, for doing this, but now uh, basically they also become the data, data company, right? So uh, because with the <clears throat> development of the Internet of Things, the devices that can basically take and the sensors that can take and transmit the data over the Internet, uh, they uh, uh, they tremendously improve the agricultural business because now you can put a, a lot of uh, uh, Internet of Things, the different kind of sensors in the fields. Uh, you can get a real-time information about the weather. Weather. You can get a, a imaging of the of the field, and based on that, you can make the optimal decisions how how actually you will you will manage that field. But also you can do the setup of, of the equipment, let's say to do the spraying or, or, or something like this. So this is something that tremendously improves the outcomes and the value of the uh, of that specific business. Yeah, yeah, you gave me the great example, which is a bit counterintuitive mm -hmm. because we are talking about agriculture. Mm -hmm. And whenever somebody is talking about data, it's usually, usually technological companies. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember, I think, 10 or 15 episodes before, I had one guy uh, here from uh, one huge company here in Serbia, the, and they talked about, uh, they're doing lots of ag agriculture and everything, uh, uh, sugar beet, that's uh, something that they do. And they talked about uberizing their fleet. And it's, mm -hmm. uh, it was very interesting to me to me then uh, how uh, uh, companies that are, are like traditional that don't have any connections obvious connections with data they're becoming data companies and uh, I will uh, leave that on the side now and uh, I want to ask you about the technological companies let's maybe uh, maybe from your perspective from your experience can you share with me how you see for example how Netflix are using the 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 data and uh, how is Netflix is leveraging the data that that they have? Yeah, uh, basically, uh, I, I think uh, most of us actually uh, heard about the TV show, the the House of Cards, very very popular show, 
And there is an interesting story, basically how Netflix actually committed to to do the like a two seasons, even without knowing that the first season will be will be success. So basically, <clears throat> they uh, based on on their large data potential, taking the different informations about, let's say, we're watching the movie, right? We're doing some ratings. We we picking some movies or shows we want to watch and based on that they create a segmentation of, of their customers they literally create our profile uh, what, what are our preferences what we want to watch and so on right <clears throat> and based on that uh, basically they were able to cross that with uh, some additional information about that specific show let's say the house of cards uh, meaning who will be director who will be cast right and what will be the topic uh, of the specific show and then crossing the, this large information about the, the, the Netflix users with uh, some characteristics of the specific show, uh, they, they really, with a big certainty, they, they know that that will be success. Right. And they nail it actually. Yeah, right? and they nail it right. Uh, so that's yeah. Interesting story with this is um, usually how it it goes. You have a pilot, you test the market, you have a focus group, but they did it without it, yeah. right? Yeah, and even they they go further, right? They they created the specific profiles of users, and they they create the different trailers for that show, which will actually target the specific users group. So that was done done uh, one additional. Thing, right that that they they secure the success of that show uh, okay so uh, Netflix that's a great example but uh, let's use another one maybe uh, I know it, there is lots of talk about Elon Musk and what he's doing with SpaceX and Starlink but uh, uh, Tesla is something that the company that is almost basically financing a lot of his endeavors. So let's talk about Tesla, how they are leveraging data and, and uh, big data and analytics and everything. Yeah, Tesla Tesla is great company, great example, and one of the most innovative companies right in the world. And uh, what is interesting and hot topic now is, is for instance, self-driving technology, right? So, and the self-driving technology is completely based on the data and, and advanced analytics on top of the data. So I will give you an example. So self-driving technology, basically, if you want to break down that, that specific term that goes into four different areas. So one is the perception, right? So you need to know what objects is around you, the other vehicles and everything, right? The second is localization. You need to know where you are at this specific point of time. Uh, the, third, uh, uh, the third part is uh, planning, right? So you need to find the optimal route to go from the point A to the point B, right? And uh, finally, the, the, the fourth aspect is control that you basically need to steer now between uh, point A and point B, different angles of steering and everything, right? So these are the segments of self driving and every of these segments actually requires a, a huge amount of, data, amount of data and also the different kind of analytics algorithms who will analyze this data and make decisions during that self driving process so that you don't do any crash or something like that, right? So this is the typical example where basically data is really instrumental. Data and different analytic techniques on top of that is really instrumental to make some features, some advanced features possible and, and, and to, to make this innovative. Yeah. Uh, 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 good thing that you mentioned self-driving uh, uh, so like 
I think a couple of weeks ago, uh, there's a guy who who was arrested in the in the states who was driving uh, who was sleeping actually in the back while Tesla was self driving. So this is example how you uh, how ethics and yeah. everything crashes with the data, right? One of the of the lower examples that we yeah, it's a great example, but also give some. Uh, uh another aspect that that we need to talk about and, and basically this is about the data management how to make sure that let's say if you if you have huge amount of data if you make the decisions based on this data how to make sure that this data is actually accurate and that, that we we can trust to this data yeah. right yeah so uh, we mentioned this couple of examples of good examples how companies are leveraging data and they're uh, uh, getting better and uh, getting more profitable but uh, can you share with me some examples of the companies that uh, haven't leveraged data and uh, and uh, maybe uh, die in the process yeah uh, i will give you a, a, a few examples of different companies so so most recent example is for instance, for financial services industry, right? Where this is my core industry. So <clears throat> we have one one global bank which uh, actually got a fine of four hundred million dollars, uh, right, in the U.S. And the only reason because they their find is basically that they uh, do the poor management of their data, right? So that's uh, uh, <clears throat> the another. Uh, I mean the the bank now working to fix to fix their data, that's but that's a, that's a huge liability, right? Another aspect is if you look at the let's say we all know about the financial crisis two thousand eight, right? When when we have the double failure of data, first the bank uh, did the poor management of data. They did uh, a lot of uh, house loans to the to the customers who who are basically insolvent, right? So they did a poor analysis about to whom they need to to give the loan, right? So that's one thing. Uh, the second failure is that regulators actually fail to control the banks, right? To to control the data and uh, how banks banks are operating, and then we came to the situation that the whole system was close close to crash. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, as a result of this, there are set of uh, regulations and the scrutiny. So now, ba- basically, the, the banks are forced to manage their, their data on the proper way, uh, and that's the only way that you can make the financial the financial system stable. So the data management and the data comes into the very core focus on the on the entire entire business. Uh, a few other examples is, for instance, Yahoo uh, or, or Nokia. So Yahoo basically was dominant uh, search provider, but uh, again, based on the market research and the poor analytics, right? They they decided more to focus on the uh, <clears throat> media content rather than search, and then we get a Google actually who come and overpass them, right? Uh, and and even they there was in situation to. Uh, to make the acquisition of Google, they, they decided not to go. So this is another uh, example where you making the poor decision because you <laughs> even though you, you have a lot of data yes, to yes. make the decision. <clears throat> yes. So that's uh, that's uh, another example is Nokia, who was dominant mobile, mobile service provider, mobile device provider. They even make a good strategy. They created their operating system, Symbian. Uh, but they failed to recognize that actually the future is in the smartphones and the applications. 
And then we have uh, we have the Apple who came with a very innovative approach, and then Nokia actually failed, and now basically it does not get out from the from from that. Yeah. And they had a dominant uh, position on the market. Yes, right? yes, and now is out from this. So so that's all all about the data, and because all decisions that you make, you make on top of the data. There is a, a addition uh, to the data story, and uh, it's buzzword of the date when somebody is talking about data and big data. There is always AI connected to this. Um, my question is a bit, uh, uh, I won't say tricky, but uh, I want to hear your opinion on this. Um, how you see AI in terms of stealing people's job in the future? What do you think about this? Uh... That that's very interesting question, right? So definitely we uh, definitely the artificial intelligence, the algorithms, methods uh, uh, taking a lot in terms of uh, managing the data in the future, in uh, about the extracting that that insight from uh, from data in order to make the good decisions, right? Uh, on the other hand, yes, there is concern, right, that uh, with a with a process automation, with data automation, and everything, a lot of jobs will be lost in the and that your say, company won't be here in the future, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, uh, I really I really think that uh, that human presence in some aspect will be still. Um, uh, required right in that process on the other side I think uh, the future will create a new type of jobs where basically human can work collaboratively with artificial intelligence and again make that inside that will win the game in the competitive yeah I markets. saw one one research recently that said that in 2035 uh, 85% of the jobs uh, that are going to be uh, at that point doesn't exist at this point. Yeah. So I'm sure that AI can can uh, <coughs> influence that uh, very hard. Absolutely, but that happened even if we go back in the history, right? A lot of jobs that were actual 50 years ago now now does not exist, right? So yeah. that is the I think that that is naturally right. So. Yeah. Just is speeding up yeah, with yeah. all the data. At this point, we can just try to predict what will going in the let's say near future, but but we'll see what time will bring it to us. Yeah. So so let's stay a bit more on AI subject, and uh, we are talking about how AI can or should or would uh, take uh, people's job, but can uh, AI mess up big time since? Uh, we are moving at a record speed now with uh, with all the data and, and uh, leveraging that data and using AI for the data. Can AI, AI mess up? Yes, absolutely, right. So basically when we talk about the AI, let's, even if you go more specifically, good example is machine learning, right? Where you create some algorithms which we are able actually to learn from the previous experience and the data and then to provide some predictions what what will going on in the future what will happen in the future uh, so when you get outcomes from from this data processing and analytics from from machine learning uh, this is something that like they say okay this is the best i can do the best prediction i can do based on the previous experience and the 
quality of the algorithms that I use. Uh, but then at the end, right, maybe we can connect to the previous question, right, where, where is the place of the human here, right? At the end, the human is making decision, right? So based on this data, now the human need to process that and to decide, oh, whether I will go with that decision or I will make the opposite decision. So that's uh, basically definitely something where, uh, where the humans still have very important place in that decision process, especially and, for the big decisions. And we are moving them whenever it's uh, a human uh, uh, decision, uh, it's in the question, we need to ask question of ethics. Uh, how we uh, how we can uh, look at the data and uh, uh, leveraging data from the perspectives of ethics? Yeah, that's uh, that's great question. Uh, so we talk about uh, machine learning algorithms and everything, but now uh, there is a question uh, whether I made uh, some business decision based on the outcomes of the machine learning algorithms even if that decision is unethical, right? So that, that's, that's the dilemma, right, that uh, many business executives have, right? And then uh, there is a something that we call some, for instance, algorithmic biasing, right? So, um, and there is a, a, the, the companies, uh, the big companies, they have the data policies and one of the statements is their data policy is that they treat that ethics questions with uh, uh, preventing the algorithm biasing. And what does that mean in the practice, right? So let's say if you send application for job, right? So you have the <coughs> machines, uh, you use the machine learning to process the uh, resumes of the candidates, right? And then you make this, that, that first selection is typically made by machine, right? Not, not, not by human. But you need to make sure that, that that algorithm that is used to make the selection of the candidates, right, uh, does not take in consideration, let's say, the age or the gender of the candidate or, or the nationality or the nationality, right? So you are committing actually that you will not put that thi things will be decision making factor in the algorithms for, for that. So that's another question. Another important question is also privacy, right? So uh, we, uh, <clears throat> with all this volume of data that you mentioned at the beginning, we providing a lot of private information to the different kind of platforms like social networks, application for different products, uh, loans and everything. Uh, so <clears throat> that data privacy question is also important because you never know how somebody will use this data, right, uh, for not just good <laughs> reasons, right. Uh, and that is another uh, aspect which is uh, now heavily regulated. Uh, we have the GDPR in the Europe, we have the uh, California Consumer Protection Act in the US, where you actually now the companies, if you want to use your privacy data, you, they mu must get a consent from you for that, right? So that's another aspect where basically society try to regulate and con to control that data craziness. <laughs> yeah. So um, I always like to finish with the future and what is future bringing to us. So uh, most of our talk today is about data and how we are leveraging data, how we are manipulating data, right? Um, uh, how this is going to look like in the future? <clears throat> 
So in the future, uh, the, the human brain is still perfection, right? And we are not yet there. Uh, when we talk about artificial intelligence, this is still artificial, right? This is, this is good enough maybe for the time we live and do the business, but for the future that will not be sufficient. So, uh, and as I mentioned at the beginning, that data is rapidly changing. So uh, at the beginning specifically, uh, at the beginning of the data journey, we just have the structural, structural data, then we have the data warehouses. Uh, then we have the big data, right? A few years ago, that was big boom around the big data. But now we, uh, uh, when we talk today, we also know that big data is not solution for all the problems that we have. Uh, <clears throat> at this point, uh, one of the hot topics is knowledge graph uh, graphs, right? And this is specifically what I'm working at, at Deloitte now. I'm colleague of the initiative where you're trying to. Uh, manage, organize, process, and use the data similar way like we do that in the human brain, right? So that will open, open another endless possibilities to uh, well, not just the managed data, but to use them on the effective way to get this data inside and to try to simulate how we, we're doing and process the information in, in our brain. Uh, bon, thank you so much for this conversation. I enjoyed today. And for you out there, uh, next Thursday, next innovation talk. And see you then. Subscribe in the meantime. Thank, thank you. It was great pleasure.